0: Are you, are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Three hundred episodes. Uh, uh, uh. Turn the music up, turn me down. Three hundred episodes. This time is for the money, my man. it's good but it's long it's hood but oh, this pop it's hot but oh, it's strong with so many never committed to something this long it's in our lives the next one I switch up this one will get rid up He's almost long. a decade of podcasting they crazy they don't paint pictures they just your fames try you know, <laughs> <laughs> to reverse the outcome I'm like huh. I'm not a biter, I'm a writer for myself and others I say a big verse I'm only big enough my 300 episodes! If I haven't made it clear by now, welcome to Affirmative Murder, the equal opportunity true crime comedy podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner, True Crime Francis Evans! 300, man. Three hundred man. I keep this shit three hunter. I pull up in the outy three hunter episodes. Friend, first of all, let me not disrespect you.
1: Yes while I'm in Mr. Postman.
0: Yeah, man, I'm the mailman. Can't you tell, man? Gon' post do it. What up, man? Friend. In twenty seventeen, I believe October to be exact. I called you up and I said, Hey man, um, I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts. You think you would want to start one of these possibly? And your legendary response was, mm, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> And <laughs> sure, man. from then on, we have proceeded to be the hottest true crime podcast in the streets easily, but yeah. the producers of over 300 episodes, that's at least 300 hours of content, a monumental uh a moment for us 300 times that we've sat down and recorded a podcast. Yeah man. Congratulations to you uh first of Same all team. just for Thanks. the commitment. Yeah. You know, the showing up 7 years on the better half of a decade. Yeah man. I mean like
1: so much shit done happened between like the first episode and to now I mean it's in- I mean for both of us really. For sure. It's, it's insane. I mean um to be doing this this long uh i applaud myself cuz i have a hard time committing to things so it's like <laughs> <laughs> so i mean to do this and be committed to this and being consistent and and i think um not even just pushing out content doing this and being consistent i think our friendship has grown to another level with doing this as well um so i'm you know i'm i'm happy about that and it's this it's amazing man it's just what we've seem to accomplish in the time of doing this that wasn't in the script no like you know what i'm saying when we did this it wasn't like it was like hey we're gonna do this because we like doing it for the fun of it and it was like let's try to get 100 people that was your goal from the jump was like let's get 100 people that we don't know to listen to this and we blew that out of water yeah man the first goal for me—is that people in your house? Why does that sound so huh? real?
0: Oh, I have a studio, live studio audience for this episode. Oh, okay. it's big moments, three, episode three hundred, man. Yeah, I hired some guys from the bar. Um, my first goal for this podcast was I just don't want to be a guy, a guy at my job, being like, "Yeah, man, we do a podcast. You should check it out, man. Get, support yeah. us." I didn't, and and I I never did that one time. I never like begged a person that I knew to leave a review. I never did any of that stuff. No shade to anybody who was doing that because you got to get it how you can, live it, hustle it, get the numbers up or whatever. But I just wanted to make something and have people come and genuinely like it and not be doing me any kind of favors from listening to our podcast. And I think sticking to that and being only concerned about having a good time with my friend and making a podcast Mm -hmm. and not being concerned about numbers and trying to fudge them and get 100 cousins to leave reviews so we have a bunch of reviews on Apple Podcasts out of the gate or whatever. We just focused on Showing up, telling stories, doing a bad job, doing an okay job, and just working every day. To, every time we yeah. sat down, we just do a little better each time. And we still mm-hmm. got a ways to go as far as, you know, per- perfecting anything. Nothing can ever be perfect, but I look back on it and I go, we came, we come such a long way. Yeah, Those episode, early episodes, they make me cringe. They, the audio, <laughs> production <laughs> levels, everything has gone up, and I'm incredibly proud of you, our friendship, this podcast, yeah. uh the the community that we've built and continue to build on. It's just like an amazing thing. The things we've been able to do, the places we've been able to go. We did yeah. our first live show this year. Yeah. Um, it's just uh it's pretty it's pretty wild, man. This has um uh been a very life changing project for me as far yeah. as I just never saw this being something that I would do.
1: Becoming vulnerable was a big
0: for sure, huge, for
1: sure, which is a huge thing. And I mean, doing this for me, putting yourself out there and you know, not open, I wouldn't say open to be you know, criticized, but I mean, to be to learn and to be educated when you know stuff that we don't know, yeah, probably something I would never have learned if without doing this podcast, I probably wouldn't know anything about certain you know, subjects and shit like that. So that's dope. So, and um, just kind of getting comfortable. No, wait, not. Kinda of getting uncomfortable with doing this is yes. kind of what I'm happy about doing this and talking and and doing a live show which is like which was wild because I've never done something like that in front of in front of a group of people before. So that was it's 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 crazy, man. It's a lot of milestones that we hit on the way and hopefully we continue to hit those goals and, 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 and those milestones. So what a journey so far.
0: Looking forward to it, man. You know, it's been a fun ride and the ride continues and you know, I'm looking forward to whatever comes next. Um, That is all the fanfare I have. I'll hit the horns one more time. Um, Outside of that, I don't have anything I wanted to address because I was just... Really- I do. Oh. So it's funny that you brought this up. Cringe. The word cringe. Sure. Now,
1: I know we all have Facebook. You don't have Facebook, but, you know, at a time you did have I Facebook. did at a point, yes. And then we, Facebook kind of um, give you these memory moments every day, right? Oh. So what's all- up? <laughs> So it's always a um, a post from like 10, 15 years ago where it's super cringy, where it's like embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> and, and like if if, if if anybody, you know, I don't know how I would feel if people would, if somebody was to like take my phone for a week and then copy my Facebook every day and see all these mm. these these posts I used to, I would be mortified. Oh. I
0: mean like. Like this and I'll put a, comment a number between 1 and 25 man. and I'll tell you how I feel about you. C H U.
1: Let me let me let me. I bring this up because one came across my phone this morning, this afternoon before I got the car. I was I sat in the car for a little bit before I get in the house. Just kind of just chill a little bit. So this post, it said it said, I lot This is from February twenty fourth of twenty eleven. So this is just oh, got out of is, high
0: school. This is and this is peak Dirtbag <laughs> Fuck boyfriend, please. I'm, please. But
1: it's, it's not even what you. Th- so here it is. I said, "It said I lost a close friend two days ago." So, so to everybody I fuck with, heavy, uh, heavy. They know who they is. And That's <laughs> called <Dave, D-E-Y. laughs> day D E Y D A Y. Just in case, just in case, I'm here today and gone tomorrow. I love y'all deeply, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I'm sitting here in the car like. What close friend died? I <laughs> don't
0: even know, know why you said <laughs> that. probably just somebody that went to school with you. You didn't, and just, you just used the moment to try to get some sympathy. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you were like 18, gross. I said, yeah. what? Nah. I'm like, who,
1: di-? I said, who died? <laughs> oh, I just can't, I can't, I don't know. I, I still I go, I don't know who a close friend of mine that died in 2011,
0: I still don't know who this person is. Man whoever she was she 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 reached out to you and was like oh my god do you need me i'll come and, and I'll, come, I'll come i might have did it for a reason <laughs> whatever, whatever the intended reason was i'm sure it worked bro i'm sure 2011 she texted you
1: you know that's right on par for about <laughs> she, what i was doing she, te-
0: she texted you <laughs> whatever whatever the mission whatever the <laughs> oh my god was, i saw your facebook it worked. post. I'm, yeah whatever yeah whatever the intention was i hopped on there one day and i saw i posted in probably like 2011 it's like Real eyes, real eyes, real eyes, real real lies. I said, no, I'm taking shit from Tumblr and putting it on Facebook. I was like, this is disgusting. And I was so embarrassed. Or, you know, I go in there and I'm like, what y'all doing? Just, we're just like (laughs) desperation, just so much desperation and embarrassment. I'm like, why are you sharing that? Why are you asking questions to the... to the Facebook timeline, yeah, no. So I, yeah, I, I would got, love
1: to hear some cringe, uh, Facebook memory. Yeah,
0: posts. what is what is what is Facebook throwing <laughs> back in your face? Please post them on your Instagram story and tag us in it so I can share them. I would love for, please, I'm serious. If you get on Facebook tomorrow, you know this will be uh, Thursday. If you get on Facebook today oh, or man. tomorrow or anytime that you're listening to this and you get on there and it's like this is from eight years ago. Please take a screenshot and post it on your Instagram story and tag us in it, please, or send it to our email or something, so I can so I can post it. Just what embarrassing, cringy things were you stealing from other media sites and putting them on to be yours, like the, your original ideas? What things were you saying? What games were you playing? Do you have a crush on me? Why? Why? In one, two, three, four, five. All those goofy games. I would love to know what embarrassing things you said on mean. your Facebook page in 2011 to 2015. I need to hear it. But um yeah man episode 300 brother episode um, 300 shout out to man. you uh thank you for being my road dog in this project that we Indeed, continue to man. expand upon and you know I, I I commend your growth uh as a person through the process of this uh and as a man and uh yeah man it's it's it's, it's been quite a beautiful journey but what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break and when we come back we're going to get into some fucked up shit so stick around. All right. And we are back. Fran, before we jump in, jump into things, I want to give a quick shout out slash prediction uh, to uh, Risa Tisa, I believe is the name of this person who set the Internet ablaze with her story on TikTok about uh, who the fuck did I marry? It's an 800 part TikTok story that is about 12 hours long. Um the summary is this 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 woman married a, a habitual, pathological liar, took her through all these crazy things, lied about having a marriage and all these things. And not since Zola. I don't know if people remember this listening. There was a, a Twitter thread that was so viral and shocking and jaw-dropping that it became an A24 movie. It was called Zola. Um, the movie came out like four years ago, but the Twitter thread is probably from like eight years ago. And I predict, I predict that Risa Tisa, this will become a, a oxygen documentary or a movie. Is this on TikTok? Right. It's on TikTok. Yeah. Um, I came across it. I did not. Yeah. She watch starts it, off in like, the car. I mean, crazy. it's a it's a slow burn. If you yeah. go, go look up a summary, there's plenty of people who summer who did the work, so you don't have to. Okay. Who summarize yeah. it in like a minute or ninety seconds? It is a crazy story, but every part is like ninety mm-hmm. seconds long, and there's eight hundred parts, so yeah. it is a it's a commitment to the whole thing. But the story is wild. I just understand somebody and the pace of it. She's in a car. It's very much like, um, casually tell, telling a story. So it is very slow pace. So, but the story okay. itself is crazy. So anybody who doesn't know, look up Risa Tisa or Tisa Risa. Risa Tisa, I believe it is, and find out the story for yourself. It's absolutely crazy. I predict that this will be the next Zola. I don't know if it'll get a full on movie, but I think it'll. You know, somebody's gonna put some money behind this. Get a production team, reenactments. It'll be a a, a mini series on. YouTube or maybe B E T plus. I don't know if how big of a budget it will be, but somebody's gonna take this and put some money in it and, you know, formulate it and put some some production value Perry. into it. And, Tyler
1: Perry's gonna be on all over it. He's already
0: all over it. Oh, Tyler Perry presents uh Who the Fuck Did I Marry? Or Madea's yeah. Who the Fuck Did I Marry? He's gonna throw Madea in there some kind of way. He's not gonna throw um, it He's not gonna throw listen, it. Listen, man, I stand by my, my Tyler Perry slander. He just put another movie on Netflix. Everybody's panning and saying this movie's terrible. You make Kelly Rowland look like a fool and a goofy. It's called Maya Copa or something like that. It's on there right now. I've heard nothing oh, but netball. terrible things. Wow. Shout out to Tyler Perry for getting his money, but he does not. Wow. He does not care about making good art, and that is I stand on that. Wow, I stand on that. So wow, um, do I have a bomb? I no, a bomb. you heard it here first. No disrespect. A, no di- no disrespect right. to him as a businessman, but this is a person wow. who is clearly only focused on churning out mediocre content. To an audience that he knows will show up and put money in his pockets, I, I I'm I'm sorry, like I just can't watch anything Tyler Perry from the last ten years and think anything different. I can't. I'm sorry, but shout out to him. Get wow. your bread and all those things. I hope you know get paid, get paid, and make your money and give opportunities to people because he does do that. I'm, he hires people. I'm just saying I don't know if I would want a Tyler Perry movie on my resume if I was an actor. That's all I'm gonna say. And. Shout out, but shout out to him. Shout out to Tyler Perry. He's a billionaire. Wow. You disagree? The disrespect. Are you going to watch Maya Copa this weekend? The disrespect. Are you going to watch Maya Copa this weekend? The disrespect. I'm just asking a question, brother. I needed. Sorry. The disrespect, (laughs) man. I'm just asking a question. Are you going to watch Maya Copa this weekend? Tyler Perry presents Maya Copa? I'm not. It's on Netflix right now. I'm not going to watch that. Why not? I'm not going to. Is Medea in it? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) She might be. I don't know. It's 50 50. I it. I'm
1: not, I'm not watching she's not supposed to you it. never know I when she's
0: gonna watching. pop
1: up you know what i got actually this this is going in the. look at this
0: unopened what is that a medea's going to jail the play <laughs> dvd wow is that new Unopened. it's not even open is it new you just bought that or no, you just have had no that for i just decades? I, found it the other, I found it the other day medea goes that's when hey that's when that's my medea this is this is that's peak. my Medea, Tyler Perry. Yeah, right that's here, my right. Medea right there. The play, the play, Tyler Perry's unmatched. Lin yes, Manuel sure. Miranda, who I can't believe the money they've given that man for making Hamilton. When Tyler Perry was out there doing what he was doing, okay. Let me go full circle on everything I just said. Okay, please. Based on the plays, you hold up that Medea goes to jail play DVD. Yes. Based on those plays, I understand how we got to where we've gotten to with Tyler Perry because Absolutely. it was an original character. The plays yep. were fantastic, so I understand yep. why studios. I don't know if he was fully independent the whole time, but I understand if he wasn't studios go. I think it was Screen Gems that started giving him, um, you know, a production uh, budget and everything like that to make his movies. But I can understand why somebody went there's these plays are selling out all over the country. He wants to make a movie out of one of these plays. I'll back it Yeah, because it was a phenomenon. The Medea plays were Absolutely. hot shit. I'm not. So I never want to take anything from him in that regard. But eventually, you become McDonald's, and I think he became McDonald's a long time ago. Where he's like, man, just crank out the I don't know, Medea, Boo, Medea is a uh, Medea finds a baby, Medea, I'm a uh, divorced Medea, Medea. Like he just was. like... I mean, like,
1: but you, I think that's just how it goes, though. That's just how it goes in the industry, I'm sure, because like you have a, a name, Medea is so big. You t- you throw it on anything, you could. T- you're going to make money. People can go
0: see it. And also think you make you sign an agreement with the company and you go, we need 47 projects need f- from you. It's like, okay, well, right. I got to make a uh, TV show, the movies, the what, and just we got to crank them out. Adam Sandler did the same thing. But again, these are people yep. that I hate to see them go out this way. I love Adam Sandler. I have not yeah. seen an Adam Sandler movie that's been the for like 15 the
1: utmost, I have the utmost
0: respect for Adam Sandler. You want to know why? Why?
1: Because he keep his boys and people's paid. That's why I respect And that Tyler man.
0: Perry employs black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yes. can say nice things about these all these people, but name me a good Netflix Adam Sandler movie. Who <laughs> Be Hears a Who I don't care. If you have Hoobie a movie. Sisters and Sisters. All these movies are so bad. He's playing a 50-year-old man who is a, has a twin sister. He's playing both of them. I, he, they're so bad, but Netflix gave him $100 million, so it's like, we need you to make a movie every year. His people eating,
1: bro. People, That's all I can say.
0: Eating. It's people eating. Hey man, eat. people eat, and Tyler Perry's feeding a lot of people, so I, I'm never taking that from him. But the content that he's making is, is awful. Um, yeah, I don't, know. I don't know why I'm coming out so hot on people. They, they've accomplished a bunch yeah, of shit. We're, we're celebrating 300 episodes, and I'm talking about people that made billions of dollars, but anyway, <laughs> um, that's this is not a movie podcast. Um, Fran, this week, yes, we are yes. talking about a story that I know we've talked about in the past when we first heard about it because it was crazy. But now mm-hmm. the, the the full story has panned out. It took another crazy turn at the end of the of 2023, and this is the story of Billy Chamirmir. Yes. Um. Again, like I said, we definitely talked about him a couple years ago when we first heard all this stuff happening. But let's get into it. So Billy Chamirmir was born in a farm village in Kenya in 1972. His father had three wives on that polygamy shit, and he was apparently Jeez. one of 29 children. Dang. That's a lot of damn kids. But Dang. between three wives. Three, that's like nine to ten. That's nine to eleven per wife. That's still a Pull lot of damn kids. Yeah, that's a lot of damn kids. I tried to give them some some slack to say they split, you know, splitting up between three wives, but still, yeah, each wife is that? having it's nine to eleven enough. kids is a lot of still kids. Like, damn, that's a, a lot of. That's a village, um, a village in a village. So uh, according to him. And by him no I mean, way you like no way you can like love each kid and no. take care of those kids right having like, a literate kid, that's why I, you know when i watch those shows about mormon people and they're like we have 11 kids i'm like you don't love 11 like you love 1 though no it just i, I can't believe, I, I just find it hard 28 29 you like i didn't even know i had yeah, i don't like, even know who uh, you are it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 a helping hand around the house we got some other dishwashers and stuff but the last Forgetting 10 their names. Like, I don't care how yeah. many kids they're, they're your blood or whatever. Remembering 29 names on a day-to-day basis has to be really hard. For sure. You definitely you just call them. They got like son, one. Thing daughter. one
1: thing two, thing three, thing four shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or just on.
0: son, son, daughter. That's how he addresses everybody. And he just points. Son is me? No, next to you. That son. <laughs> so um, according to Billy, he was well liked in school and spent most of his time that was non academic, meaning like in school studying. Uh, most of that time, outside of that, was spent caring for his father, who was a hundred years old, with twenty-nine damn kids. Um, and he, he probably outlived 100. all his he probably outlived all his wives. You know, hundred years old—that's so so a long time. And this is still now that we're three hundred reflecting. That's still like one hundred is 100 plus is, That's still on the. that' you want that? One One hundred. For sure. Respect. Yeah. Respect. Yeah. Why not? Good point, I guess. I don't know, I don't I don't know, know how to everybody. respond to that. Why not? Why? Why not live longer?
1: Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah, you good I don't know. I can see how it could be depressing, but you know I still want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's dead.
0: Uh, another one it's of my crazy. friends died today. Uh, well, <laughs> guess I'll go uh, for a walk around the mall. Uh, so, <laughs> hundred years old. I don't want to be no. no. I don't, don't want to be doing no walk Oh, you want to be chilling be any
1: walking. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, you just won't mind.
0: be. You'll be left in the basement somewhere. Some people check on you once a week. <laughs> Put some yogurt in front of you and see. <laughs> <Soup. Yeah, man. laughs> That's fine. That's uh, okay.
1: I'm still here. I'm still I'm here. Still here. Love, my family love a kid. Family around. <laughs> I'm good. I'm
0: I'm okay with that. So um, in 2003, Chami Mir followed one of his sisters to the U.S. when she moved to North Texas. Billy got a job as a salesman, a car salesman, and um, he later parlayed his experience caring for el- his elderly father into a job as a senior caregiver. Um, this was all in the Dallas area too, by the way.
1: And that's why is that such a big thing, though. What like a lot of like African people come to U.S. and like they have they work in like med, uh, it the med, what do you what do you call this It's not medical field. What do you what do you call uh, that's
0: that? That's like hosp hospital, senior hospital. I don't even know what that is. Whatever um, industry that it is, a they lot like of, a that's lot of, their thing. A lot of people from African countries go into the medical. They do jobs that where you wear scrubs. Yes, I think it's like it's a, it's a here's the thing, um, immigrants whether it's Asia, African continent, um, Europe, a lot of these people maybe not Europe as much, but a lot of people who immigrate to the United States I notice and I'm sure there's statistics on it, they are, their parents tell them to pick skills that are yeah. that will be here engineering, uh, you know the medical field, yeah. There's nobody coming here that's like, oh, I, I am from Kenya and I am a therapist. And I'm not. I'm being anecdotal, obviously, but like, if you are an immigrant from here, your parents were like, you're going to be an x-ray technician or a, a podiatrist or a brain surgeon or something. Something that is a job that will be around yeah. and there's no way to, to not right. b- be placed in a in a position of success. That's not going to be taken over by AI robots. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and I think that that's great. I, I remember Killer Mike, who just won the Grammy, shout out to Killer Mike, he has a show on Netflix where he's going into a room, classroom of like 5-year-old to 7-year-old kids or something like that and he's like, "Listen, man, we don't need any more DJs. Learn how to build a cabinet." He said, like, "Every yeah. house will have cabinets. You it will be a cabinets. skill that will always <laughs> it will it will be a skill that will always be needed. You will never not have work." Like the realities yeah. of that. Like I feel like a lot of American people have been so caught up in The glamour of what's on the TV. That's why I think we're in the middle of Fall of Rome where it's like, I'm going to be a TikTok star or I'm just trying to go viral. Like, or I'm going to go to school, but I don't really know what I want to do. I'm just going to go to school. Like, that's kind of the American mentality. Like, I don't know what I want to do for a job. I'm just going to go to school. Yeah. And then maybe I'll become famous for telling a story on TikTok or something. But yeah. So, yes. I just I
1: just find it. I just find it interesting that. A lot of immigrants, African immigrants, they get into that. Medical field or medical field adjacent. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. So uh, Billy would eventually go on to acquire permanent resident status, and he got married in 2004, but his wife filed for divorce two years later because Chameer up and vanished one day. Um, he, he, he had alcohol problems. He was a very erratic guy, and one day he just vanished, and his wife was like, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and say that his, his wedding was a sham. I don't know, but it didn't last very long, and- Two years. Yeah, it didn't last very long, so it, it might have been a sham wedding. But I'm sure that actually, now that I'm talking it out, that's probably how he got permanent resident status, by getting married. Yeah. But yeah, so... Um, and also based on his behavior. Now, it all kind of is linking up now that I'm talking it out, but um, he was out at the strip clubs every night, very often. He was he would come home drunk, and he got into a violent argument with his girlfriend one night that led to the police coming through, and so he ended up, you know, getting arrested, and that's how his, he... he, he Um, got some some blemishes on his record. Yeah. Uh, The local news reported that Mir punched his his wife and then beat her with a pot and kicked her in the back. He then grabbed a knife and repeatedly stabbed a a nearby love seat. Not her. But this is just to speak to his violence. In 2016, his violent and erratic behavior culminated in a streak of horrific murders. He targeted both women living at senior independent living centers and in their private homes. He would come and, you know... uh, impersonate um in house nursing care, maintenance yeah. people, things and then they're, they're older people. So they're like, okay, I guess so.
1: This guy go after old people because they just like, I don't I don't know. What? Yeah. <laughs> electricity's my cable's out. Yeah. Right, sure. Yeah. So. The TV hasn't been working he actually. He does have so, scrubs yeah.
0: on. Yeah. You know, you'd be amazed at how I bet there's all kind of discounts and shit. If you put on some scrubs, you could probably get discounts at McDonald's and Radio Shack and best buy and so. stuff like, I'm an I'm a nurse I don't think so no <laughs> it's not like a police suit on
1: outfit whatever
0: uniform. I, I think the nurses I think the nurses nah, got that kind you. of clout too bro I'm telling yeah, you some I scrubs don't think so, man well I I like nurses Fran doesn't clearly but um, I', I respect them so. <laughs> like nurses anyway uh initially many of the women's deaths were chalked up to natural causes because these were women all in their seven late 70s and above so you know it, come at on, first man. glance, that's, it looks like they, you know, that. passed away peacefully in their sleep or they fell or something like that. Um, Which is depressing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, um, that's what they, that's, that's what like happens. the number one.
1: Yeah. You know, like, yeah. She was 85. She fell down the steps.
0: And yeah. That's, that's, that's
1: what, what, that's the, the first thing. That's the so first you, thing you, you want to do like an autopsy. No, nah, it's
0: pretty clear what happened. She's old and she died. That's, that's what that happens. Man. So, but there were a lot of cases where people, their kids and stuff would come and go, their jewelry's missing or this, where's her ring? Things like that. For example, Diane Della Hutney, who was 79 years old, was found dead in her apartment just three days after having lunch with her adult children. Her daughter found her on the floor and the family assumed out of the gate that she had just fallen out of bed and, you know, hurt herself and died, you know, died in the house. But then they noticed that some of her rings were missing. And that's odd. Right. And so it's like... There's no real pushback or saying that there's any foul play exactly. But people were going, I just saw her and we had lunch and she was funny and fine and everything. And now she just died. And also there's stuff missing from her house. Also, it's important to mention that many of Chimiamir's victims lived in very upscale assisted living homes and just communities in general. Um, uh, Like for another example, 83 year old Leah Corkin. She was found dead on the floor of her apartment in 2016. Her daughter couldn't understand why her mother's wedding ring was missing and her hair was a mess, even though she had just gotten it done. According to Leah's daughter, they had gone shopping to and, and to a movie the night before and her mother seemed perfectly fine. And all of a sudden she turns up dead on the floor of her apartment. Mm. Leah Corkin, along with several other victims, were residents of the Tradition Prestwood senior living apartments. Chameeramir was trespassed from these premises in 2016 but was seen there numerous times after being trespassed, saying that he was checking for pipe leaks and such and things like that. Just days before 87-year-old Glenna Day was found dead at Tradition Presswood in October of 2016, she told friends that she was worried. She even said she was thinking of leaving the complex because, my because quote, my friends keep dying. Wow. So this is the same building he's doing work in. Like the same. Well, it's like a it's like a community, but it's yeah. Like, okay, mm-hmm. gotcha.
1: It's like I come here to make friends and and then live out my golden. Kind of years. Live out exactly, mm-hmm. and there's a guy that's running around and killing my friends. Like, I don't even want to be here. Anymore. But
0: again, they're not saying that. I think that they're just. I think even Glenna day, we can't ask her unfortunately. But yeah, I think in her mind she's probably like, it's just bad omens. Cause again, these people are all like, eighty five. 79 so they're, they're, she doesn't know the she's not reason. saying they're being murdered she's just saying like gotcha. my friends are dying here they, right right, right. you know it must be bad luck i don't know something in the food something weird's happening but they're not saying they're no, not murdered it's not on anybody's right, right, right. mind because right, right. again these people are all old older people so it's not uncanny or out of the realm of possibility that it could be just a run of people dying everybody's getting to an age where people die but it's still so scary was, to be happening so frequently.
1: Okay, okay, that's the. Okay. That's why she was worried.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but she me. wasn't like, there's a, a murderer running around. They died of natural causes. Natural causes. Yeah. So for two years, Billy Chamier Mir was snuffing out elderly women before robbing them with impunity. Aside from a few bereaved family members who were also left confused, outside of this, he was kind of, you know, having free reign over these elderly people's lives. Mm-hmm. In March 2018... Shamir attacked 91-year-old—91, bro. He attacked a 91-year-old woman named Mary Bartell. He smothered her with a pillow and stole her jewelry, which was his, his typical M.O. But Mary Bartell survived Okay. a fucking suffocation. A 91-year-old woman survived being suffocated. Is she fake,
1: fake being dead or something? I
0: mean, or? I would think—when I think about somebody coming and trying to smother me with a pillow— Or choke me out or whatever that's my first thought is i'm going limp hold my breath for as long as i can oh you got me and i think maybe that's what she did or maybe she really did go out but he thought she was dead and she just was passed out
1: maybe she just happened to have some military skills from the past where she can like
0: hold her breath for like two minutes oh you think she had a particular set of skills yeah that would be a good movie you think you're just robbing some old bird and she's like i was a fucking green beret yeah you <laughs> fucked with the right one, buddy. The right one. Yeah. Fucking Cloris Leachman. Hell yeah, man. I'm into that. So, um, but no, she. but anyway, she survived. Mary Bartell survived. She was able to go to the police and give them a, 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 de- a detailed description of her attacker. The next day, police found Billy Chemirmir in the parking lot in front of his apartment complex. Mm, he constantly. was holding jewelry and cash from women's houses. He was caught red-handed, literally. He also He's a pirate. Yeah, basically. He caught him with all He's his booting. And <laughs> like hey, why do you have all these, all these like giant brooches and he's ah and <laughs> pearl necklaces? He's like, I'm just um I'm a very fancy jewelry lo- lover. But not only did he get caught red handed, he also got caught red jewelry boxed. They he had just b- been seen dumping a giant red jewelry box into a dumpster that was in his apartment complex. They go into that dumpster and the jewelry box led them to the home of eighty one year old Lou Ty Harris, who was also mm. deceased. So it was, you know, his victim's jewelry box. He's got his victim's jewelry on him. He was caught red-handed.
1: I didn't even think about the, how clean a a suffocation is. Yeah. If you do it, not strangulation. Yeah, you put a bag,
0: a a, a pillow or something, you just go, they just died. Yeah. You know, Mm. it really, it's a... It's awful, but it's also a brilliant market to go after if you're a a a, a thieving murderer like an 85 yeah. year old person, and you push them down the stairs, and the you know the coroners come and they go, well they died of blunt force trauma to the head, probably because they fell down the steps, and they probably fell down the steps because they're 85 years old. Case yeah. solved. And
1: no force, no force entry.
0: Yeah, cause they, cause because they because he knocks on the door and is like, I'm the, I'm here to help wow. you eat. Wow. Hmm. You know, so he had a real. A fiendishly brilliant scheme going for two years he's a chump though oh absolute chump man a 91 year old woman yeah. you come in her house and smother It's absolutely it's fucking insane so anyway so like i said the jewelry box that they saw him dump into the, uh, his dumpster led them to 81 year old lou ty harris and chameer mir was later charged with killing three of bartell's fellow residents wow so that was all, these were all wow. from the Preston Place Senior Living Home. So they, uh, the oh, Preston Place Senior Living Home was in Plano, Texas. So He was operating out of Dallas and Plano, Texas. The arrest of Billy Chamiermere also triggered the re-examination of hundreds of similar natural death cases. The list of charges for, for Chamiermere quickly grew. He will go on to be indicted on 22 capital murder charges, mm. 13 in Dallas and nine in nearby Collin County. No death penalty. Don't have death penalty. In oh, they in Texas? fry people in Texas for sure. So oh, I was about yeah. To say. Um, but again, we'll get to that. So the first capital murder trial of Mir for slaying Lou Chai Harris ended in a mistrial in Dallas County. He was later convicted in a retrial for Harris's death, and then he was convicted of a second killing in the case of 87 year old Mary Brooks, who was found dead in her home in January of 2018. He stalked both Harris and Brooks as they left the same Walmart on different days. So he was going trolling for old, old ladies coming out of the Walmart in his neighborhood and killing and killed multiple of, of them. He was sentenced to life with no parole in, in both cases. Mm-hmm. Not long after being sent to prison to serve his time, he was attacked by his cellmate on September 19th of 2023. Chimimir's cellmate, who was also convicted of two murders, but they weren't old people, so I guess that's the moral, you know, yeah, divider. Man. He's like, I kill people too, but I wasn't killing old grandmas,
1: kids, women, and old people. Don't touch those people. You don't touch. That's who you don't
0: touch. Yeah, yeah. These are the prison rules, and they are confusing, but they are strict. Because <laughs> if you line this, if you line, Billy, you've all kill people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we've we've all murdered people in here, but I didn't murder no damn old ladies, and I would never murder a kid. You go, yeah, man. He's a man of principles. But if you line all ability to Chimiamir's victims up, they all look like they're auditioning to be Tweety Bird's grandmas. These are the sweetest old ladies. They got glasses and white curly hair? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're just like, they're just like sweet old ladies, man. It's really, he really is an, it's an evil person. But like I said, so his his cellmate, who was also convicted of two murders himself, ended up killing Mir. Mm. Inmate Wyatt Busby allegedly dragged Mir out of his cell and beat him to death as all, all the other cells cheered him on good i don't know if they cheered him on but it's like um it's like a gladiator arena they're like yeah like you know that's brutality true, yeah. you know i don't think they were like him specifically but maybe some people were Maybe there are could, some people yeah, you the 22 around. old ladies you you don't know who these people are related to that's a lot of life I, i'll get to that too i, I jumped the shark on that because i got a little mathematic equation on that that's really sad but also like like mind-blowing and amazing so The attack was apparently triggered when Billy said something slick out of the side of his mouth to Wyatt Bisbee. You already are on thin ice. Don't go around riling people up. But also, interestingly, the unit in which Chimiermi was being held was on lockdown at the time to cut down on contraband coming into that cell unit. So there were no guards around and there were no other prisoners who called for help as Wyatt beat that man to death. So, basically, he had free reign for a half an hour, at least, of uninterrupted ass whooping Damn. before Chimimi was discovered during a guard's routine walkthrough. It's not even like—nobody rushed to help him. Yeah. They just kind of came in and did, a, like, a routine walk around, and they saw this dude, like, all lumped up and bleeding on the floor. Then they rushed him to the infirmary. But, um, like I said, 22 grandmas in a, in a prison— you don't know whose grandma that is, whose auntie, whose friend's grandma that is. 22 grandmas, that's almost 2,000 years of life experience, bro. Mm. You do 22. If each of them is the average age of like 80 years old, you multiply that, that's that's almost 2,000 years of life. Like, And it was snuffed out. Like that's birthday parties, aunts, uncles, feeding kids in the neighborhood, being the candy lady. Yeah. you know, You know, helping kids do their homework. Like you don't know who you killed who you now have to take a shower next to or go to the child line with, and they're right. just eyeing you up and down like, that's the lady that killed Miss Bernadette. She used to babysit me when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't know. That's 22 old ladies, man. So um, Shannon Dion, who is the daughter of one of Chimimi's victims named Doris Gleason, said that this is possibly a form of justice, which, yeah, I guess so. It's the death penalty, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, so that was the story of Billy Chemimir. It really got cut short because, I mean, he got convicted for a couple of his murders, and then he was brutally murdered in prison only a couple of months into serving his time. I think he, des-
1: I think he, he got what he deserved, man.
0: You mess with the elderly,
1: nah, you can't do that. You yeah, can't it's do very, that. You know, And then walk calm. around, and you can't mess, can't kill elderly people, and then walk around like you tough. Like yeah. nah, man, no, that's not gonna. So I killed twenty two people. Yeah. It was like,
0: yeah, but no,
1: yeah. And those people, the guys, his, his fellow inmates, they know who comes in and out of there. Especially somebody with like him that's in the news headlines, mm-hmm. they know who he is. Yeah, and they was sure. cheering. They was cheering that man out, beat his ass. Yeah, they was cheering him on for sure.
0: There are some conspiracies, obviously, nothing founded and no evidence to prove anything that says there's a good chance the corrections officers might have looked the other way on this one, like, and let this happen. You and know, because again, and, when I say 22 grandmas, yeah, you talk yeah. about the prisoners, but you talk about the corrections officers too.
1: Yeah. Do I fault them? No, not at all. I'm Sorry. Yeah. Because
0: you never know. Like, what if he killed one of these corrections officers' grandmothers? And they're like, oh man, I got to take a long piss. I got to take a piss. Yeah. Everybody stay in their cell. Oops, I forgot to hit the button that locks everybody down <laughs> in their cells. <laughs> but to, you guys better just stay in your cells. Yeah. I'll be back in a little bit. You they, know, was laying, so. they
1: found him laying dead? Oh, they knew. Then yeah. You can't tell me they didn't know. A mm. riot going on? Yelling, screaming? And, no. They did. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they didn't quietly always, watch this they, dude get beat. Like, Shh, whisper, whisper, whisper. us oh, no, just
0: yeah. let's give him 15 more minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's good. We'll get to him. When they you. probably didn't
1: think he was going to kill him, though. Yeah, they probably, like that.
0: let's tune him up a little bit. Tune him up a little bit. Yeah. We'll yeah. Send him to the infirmary, like, God damn. <laughs> Lumped up. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, no. He, yeah, he, beat, he beat him something mercilessly. Um, But, yeah, again, like I said, that was the story of Billy um Wow. One that we've been wanting to get around to for a while. Yeah, man. 22 victims is is pretty shocking again um his method and motive of his crime again there is like a it's unfortunate that these vulnerable people in their age like this are so easily victimized i remember that movie that kind of came and went but i still liked it I, i love peter dinklage in it but it was um what was in it? It was Roseman Pike, the lady from Gone Girl. It was Peter Dinklage, the um, he's a little person. He was in Game of Thrones, and I thought you was talking about the other movie with um, uh, I don't, I don't know her name. It, it was like I care for you. I think I care a lot. That's the name of the movie. Oh, that's I what I'm talking a, about. That's what I'm talking about. What's I her care name? A lot. What's,
1: what's her name? I thought her name was something else.
0: Roseman Pike. I'm she looks like a lot of other actresses, but that's Roseman pa- Roseman Pike from Gone Girl was the um. The actress, the lead actress in it, who was like being people's um power of authority—I think—is what it's called, power of attorney.
1: Yeah, power of attorney.
0: Where yeah. like they, she's like I they signed over their rights to to have any. I speak for them, and then she was trapping them in this nursing home, basically selling their house, liquidating all their stuff, and then pocketing the money. Mm. And it's like there's so many vulnerable elderly elderly people out there. Yeah. People they get forgotten about, left in nursing homes. There, yeah, yeah, and um you but know that's a, th- that's real. You know who I thought
1: played that part who here we go here we go i can't <laughs> here we, wait to hear this. here we go so there the there's a show <laughs> there's a show uh-huh. i can't remember this lady's name she oh i know this might be easy she did the amc commercials
0: you thought that that was nicole kidman which what what show did she <laughs> had when she was like a therapist um it's a hulu uh it's a that's she plays a therapist in a lot of shows actually okay um, it was it was it's like a hulu show that where they they all come to be on a uh like a retreat type thing. At a resort. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's her? She that was her it. name.
1: That's her. I just said that's it, the yeah. same one, you right? She was. You th- I thought that was her. I thought yeah, she. Yeah, Nicole played Kidman, in,
0: dude. Yeah, Nicole Kidman. You I'm know gonna, Nicole Kidman, I'm, right? I'm, I'm, yes, I don't know these people's names. I don't. But you know Nicole Kidman from this Hulu show that you're telling me about. That's where you know Nicole Kidman from. That you can't remember her name. Do you know yeah. Nicole Kidman is a like Hollywood royal? Do you know that she's a big deal? Yes, I know she, She's a
1: great actor. I love her.
0: I just yeah. don't know her name. What did you love her and What's your favorite Nicole Kidman project that you saw? I care a lot. You have to give me. She wasn't in that, though. I know. <laughs> <That was
1: before. laughs> she was, she's a great actress. To, How? How do you know me. that?
0: I know she's, I know that. How do you know that?
1: What other movie she's in? Give me another famous, a popular movie that she's in. Man. Moulin
0: Rouge. Nicole. That's
1: good. I'll be finished?
0: I'll be finished? Yeah, yeah we're done. Yeah. Um, okay. um, rest in peace to all the victims of Billy Mirror. I hate people that, you know, when it's like you make it that far in life and then you get 89 years old and you get killed by some loser who wants your ring. Like, it's just sad. Um, so, yeah, fuck Billy Chameer. Mirror. But yeah, pull up her IMDb. I'd love I am. maybe yeah Nicole Kidman. Because I, I can't guy. even tell you a Nicole um, Kidman movie that I think you've seen.
1: What movie have I seen that she's
0: that she's in? Did you see Aquaman? This isn't even peak Nicole Kidman. I don't want to tell you bad movies that I she's in. I did see
1: Aquaman, but that's not that's
0: she not. Plays, she plays Jason Momoa's mom. Talk about a casting choice—the dumbest mm. thing I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, yeah, that's not Nicole Kidman. It's Roseman Pike. So I don't even. Yeah, I thought that was um, her in that movie. She she did great in that role though. I, I'm sure she. <laughs> I'm sure she would have done a great job too. But Roseman Pike does, is great. You love Gone Girl. You've seen Gone Girl a few times, right? Have I? I don't know. What is it about? God. Ben Affleck. He his wife is Ben Affleck. Uh, um, what did you say? Um, ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Yeah. yeah, Ben Affleck. His wife disappears. They think that he did it. Oh yeah, and, I seen that. I seen that. Yeah, like I seen that. It's like one of the biggest true crime movies of. Of our lifetime, I have seen that. But um, yeah. So yeah, She's anyway, a great actor like I said. But yeah, old, old in case in point, old in summation Old people get taken advantage taken advantage of a lot in life, and that's really tragic and yeah, and it's um, unfortunate. Yeah, man. um And my
1: grandma uh, is like ninety something. There's times when she gets little handyman that come and try to get over on her. So it happens. It does happen a lot.
0: Sure. Yeah, people. It's it's. it's it's like vultures, man. They come yeah. they see somebody who they think they can come, get in their house, take their stuff, take their car. Yeah. All kind of shit, man. It's crazy. But again, folks, man, episode 300. Episode 300. Can we, can I, I want to do a um,
1: recommendation type thing. Please, man. Go yeah. for it. I watched. Um, have you watched the Vince, the Vince Staples show? I watched the first episode. Um, I watched. I, li- I liked the first episode a lot. So what is, is that, I feel like, and I wanted to ask you this.
0: First of all, is, also Vince Vince Staples brilliant. I've loved yeah. Vince Staples for many years, man. Great rapper. Same. is that
1: is that is that like a particular genre of of show? Him, Vince Staples yeah, I show. Would, Atl, I, would call, I mean Atlanta. I
0: would call Atlanta. Yeah, I would call his show, um, like like Atlanta is like Afro surrealism, which is you know, it's the black experience, um, wackified. I know that's not a word, but that's the best thing I can do. This is also if you watch the movie. This movie, I don't think people were ready for it, um, because they were. It was coming off a of Get Out, and they were looking for some kind of political message. But um, yes. it's called Sorry to Bother You, and I think people were they were looking for a, like a political message or something about like the the man coming and doing something to black people in some kind of way. And it wasn't. It was just a wacky sci fi comedy, and I don't think that he do a lot of black movies. Who, Lakeith Stanfield? Yeah. Yeah, Lakeith Stanfield's dope. I don't know anything about his personal life, but acting-wise, he makes good choices. Um, but this movie, Sorry to Bother You, is so good, but I think people were like, yeah, but like, what's the message here? And for me, at least, I, maybe I missed it, but there wasn't really a message. It was just a wacky movie, and there was no political message. There was nothing that they were... There was no commentary on society, and I think that made people go, I don't get it. But it's not for you to get. Sometimes, like, I watched the movie called Swiss Army Man, right? It's Daniel Radcliffe. He plays a dead body, and... um, it just is a wacky movie, and I think that black people haven't been really allowed many times in the life of film to just do whatever they want in movies. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's not a gang movie or somebody being shot or some, you know, something what we've seen before, I think people don't know how to take it. And now I think we're with shows like Atlanta, and um, what's the Issa Rae show? Uh, no disrespect, I, I thought it was a great show, but um, in, into I can't remember the name of the show right now, but shows where black people just get to kind of be living their life, and then you take a show like Atlanta, where it's like black people living their life, but also it's like weird, and yeah. weird stuff happens, and you don't expect it takes a left for no reason. And now that comes the Vince Staples show, and I would say I, uh, I would I would I would encourage people to not compare them because they're not similar at all. Other than the fact all. that they're like oh, yeah, they're both rappers and they're black and they. But made no, I mean a show. like with but I mean
1: there is but similarities. They're weird, but, no.
0: They're both weird. Yeah, I'm not saying you. I'm saying people. I've seen people go like, "This is like the new Atlanta." It's no, not. It's not. It, it's a. It's a. Com- it's not even similar of a show or anything. But it's in the same realm. I get what you're asking me. Yeah. It's like a weird. It's like I live in this neighborhood and I'm being black, but also it's just like it's a little quirky. Yeah. It's a. It's it's Afrofuturism, like or Afro surrealism. I mean, it's like it's just a twist. It's like it's like Boys in the Hood, but meta like it knows what it's doing i, I yeah. thought the the it speaks to vince staples the first episode i saw it speaks to how much capital he's built as an artist and like as a person who people respect his vision that on the first episode spoiler alert i'm sorry he's allowed to make a show where a guy who boofed a crack pipe poops the crack pipe out in a prison cell yeah smokes the crack and it's the premise of the show is a comedy yeah. It wasn't like, a man, the black community is a, the sadness. It's like, no, nah, man, it's just some crazy shit that happens in prison. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it wasn't meant to be like, man, we got to do better, y'all. Like, that's what I mean. Like, a lot of the imagery in Vince Staples' show, typically would this would be a drama. But it wasn't. It was a comedy. The police are hassling him. He's, yeah. like, getting threatened in prison and all this. But it's all funny. Yeah. And I think that that's dope where... You let somebody who really experienced something like that, they they tell the story and they're able to find the funny in it. It's not all like a right. lesson in the after school exactly, special. And yeah. So, yeah, I think it's a really unique take on a, on what he's doing and gang culture and stuff. But it's being funny. I think that I'm looking. The first episode made me really look forward to watching the next episode. Um, Vince Staples is dope. Uh, I can listen to him talk for hours. He's like really insightful and funny dude, but he makes it palatable for young people. He's like right. a, He's saying some brilliant shit, but he's also putting the, man, you feel me, cuz? You know what I'm saying? Right. Doing it. He makes it Coast funny. Yeah, 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 he makes it funny, but he's also saying a lot of real shit. So I'm I'm excited to see what, it, what it's like when he's taking that real shit in his mm-hmm. mind and now he's giving you the visual for it. I really like the show, but
1: it did remind me of Atlanta. Not like... Again, not the, it's not the same show, but, like, there is the some similarities feeling. to it. The feeling of it I get you what you are it, where it's, like, it's real. I mean, like, there's kind of, like, there's not a camera. There's a hidden camera mm-hmm. type of thing in a room, and he and he's just, like, showing you what he's been through. Yeah. Like, kind of putting a twist on it to make it funny and going, mm-hmm. like, that was crazy, but, like, I could see somebody saying that or being that way or, like, yes. you know, some, some weird shit you may walk into where it's, like, nobody, you would never hear the story unless this person told you that it happened. For sure. So that's what it reminded me. I, I I think the show is dope, but the similarities of those two shows is just like the creativity of, of him
0: and insecure. And, I'm sorry to cut you up. Insecure is the Issa Rae show. Oh okay. Um,
1: but yeah, the creativity from him and then, chance. Um, I mean, uh but I call him? Chance the Rapper. Childish Gambino. What mm-hmm. I call him. But it's, I just, it's dope, man. I shows like that, I go like, you just it throw you off. That's why it's so funny. It's just it gives you a little like you think this is going to happen then, like, and like the some crazy shit, yes. crazy shit happen. and then you really got to pay attention though. It, but it is a lot of it's a lot of TV shows, it's a lot of things with TV right now where it's, like there's black creators behind it where they're they're actually good television shows for sure. Yeah, and so, I love
0: that. Yeah, but I want to see more opportunities so that it doesn't like the stakes right, aren't riding on this not, show has can't. to be like revolution. Yeah, it on, has to be amazing.
1: On. They can't dish them out too much. They got like all right, <laughs> that's. Let's put the cap on this. Too many, (laughs) (laughs) too many. We got enough guys here. Yeah, the the Emmys are getting a little too uh, sold. It is March first now.
0: Get over. Yeah, Yeah, like all right, guys. Let's okay. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't give Margot Robbie a nomination so we could make room for a couple of you guys. That's enough of that. Let's settle down a little bit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no, Vince Staples show was uh, the first episode was really good. Sorry,
1: I mean I went on a tangent, but I just I I I really like those type of shows. They really. For sure, I can Hope. I can binge though I
0: can binge watch those shows. I want to see sure. more of them. Who doesn't like stories that feel like you see yourself in them? Yeah, everybody likes representation. But um, man, man, three hundred episodes, friend. three um, hundred. You got one last word for the people and about you know the journey the, the um, you know, before we get out of here.
1: Uh, there is a um uh, a famous meme if anybody's seen it with um. Vince Car and Fitz Carter, the basketball player, in it. Sure, he goes and he's like pumping his fists because he's like in his twentieth season or like nineteenth. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got one more Emmy. Uh huh. I got I got three hundred. I got three hundred of them things more Emmy.
0: I like that. Yeah. Uh, on that note, man. Hey, yeah. cheers, man! To three hundred more. Um, this has been another episode of Affirmative Murder. I've been Alvin Williams, joined as always by my partner in true crime, Franco Evans. We see you guys for 301. Deuces.